3: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for
0: free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: A's Inland Talk Express. KCAA. Loma Linda. 1050 AM. The station that leaves no listener behind.
4: Across the country for the biggest sports news this weekend.
1: From Atlanta to Seattle, from Boston to LA, this
0: is Big Sports Radio. Hello, hello to 2024 and to each one of you, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Hegley. We've got Tony Codero producing for us, uh, Josh Ewing on audio. Uh, everyone, hoping you had a great, healthy, and safe holiday season, guys. Holidays, good for you. Everything, Santa brought you everything you wanted.
5: Yes, Santa brought me a lot of bills. Um, that's what happens every Christmas. I get a lot of bills. I don't know well, how I sent my
4: bills to you. I'm I'm glad I you got them.
5: Appreciate that. Well, thanks, Santa. <laughs> you kind of got a white beard there. It could maybe yeah, we, be got Santa.
4: A, we got the white beard going and, and um I, I'm the only I'm the last man standing in the household who doesn't have COVID. So woo-hoo. There
5: you go. All the elves have COVID down there.
4: Yes. <laughs> <That's> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the elves are down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Brad, sanitize those envelopes, those bills you got. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. San- yeah. I'll you sanitize them. Yeah, sanitize them. Exactly. That's right. That's right. So he's mad you didn't put out uh, the whole box of cookies and the whole gallon of milk uh for him. <laughs> why he gave them to you uh big sports radio we've got uh, lots uh, on the way um eric richards he's the national recruiting director uh for the all-american bowl it's on nbc That uh, it's coming up a saturday uh it's it, 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 one of those really fun all-american games and we look forward to getting his insights in terms of how things have changed with this game over the past couple of decades new sponsor obviously in recent years Uh, for them with NBC buying it. But uh, we look forward to talking to Eric here in a few moments. Uh, We'll talk a little bowl recap as well. But, fellas, let's talk about the bowl situation. College football semifinals, it gets no better than this. Uh, Michigan coming through. You know, so many questions about the Wolverines with their coach being suspended for half the season. Um, They had NCAA crawling on campus, the FBI crawling on campus. They got coaches all during 2023 being investigated and fired. And yet here they are without the help of, any advantage of stealing signs if you will uh they go right yeah. out and beat uh the team uh, for the past decade in college football in alabama
5: yeah it was uh, really good and, you know they also one thing that's kind of got glossed over is they lost their best interior offensive lineman too um and so they're playing with a backup there and they just really i mean they did a great job i mean they they got to that fourth quarter and, and the overtime and they made the plays they had to make and that's usually, That's how you win those games. You know, we we've seen Alabama do that uh, multiple times over the years. Whether it was the two a pass on fourth from the twenty five, whatever twenty five yard touchdown or whatever it was uh, in the playoff, we've seen those guys make plays. This time it was JJ McCarthy. It was uh, you know who made the plays, Blake Corum, whatever. And those those Michigan guys just got it done.
4: You know, and and if you follow recruiting. The Michigan and oh, and uh, Washington teams were much less uh, highly recruited. If you look at their star ratings, than the teams they beat, and and that's not a normal thing. It's usually you know, you know Alabama and Georgia, the number one or number two team against you know in terms of that versus Ohio State, you know, and these teams are not in the top five in recruiting rankings, and yet there they are fielding. Uh, teams that are uh, going to the title—it's—it makes for quite a different mix than what we've seen.
5: Don't, don't you think some of that? Look at Michael Penix, though. I mean, probably the best football player on the field. He's a portal guy, right? So you—that's where Washington was able to make. Hey, I, I think and, and compete there. And they—the other thing about those teams is they're old, right? You—you got veteran guys. Michigan is old. They've been came through this last year, and I think that mattered down the stretch because Alabama is still. I know. I know this sounds crazy. Alabama's pretty young overall they have a young young pretty young team for for a team that made the college football playoff and so this is a Michigan took advantage of that veteran uh situation I think Washington had their quarterback and he's just he's the best player on the field you know whether he's running or throwing just fantastic
4: well it's amazing with with Alabama with all the great coaching and everything they got they really couldn't reliably snap the ball and <laughs> The other part was, is once you were beyond third and seven, you really weren't certain that they could get a first down because of the up and down nature of of Milrow at, at quarterback. And for for arguably the greatest head coach in the history of college football, it was kind of a strange place for that team to be.
5: Yeah, Michigan couldn't make an extra point. Uh, and, and couldn't kick a field goal. So it was it was a weird game. I mean you think about how they how it turned out.
4: And nobody could field punts in no, either game.
5: Punts were <laughs> it, it looked like they were trying to catch knuckleballs. Didn't it? like it was like <laughs> Phil Negroes out there throwing punts at him.
4: <laughs> exactly. Or they, hey get the blind guy back there. He'll field it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Michigan taking on uh Washington, the two uh, last two undefeated teams standing. And so that uh, that part feels right. One versus two. We'll talk more about that game here coming up. Uh, Love what the Huskies have done. And uh, what a great story out there in Seattle. Uh, Two teams that will be conference mates uh, next year in 2024 as the Big Ten expands to 12 teams. How about this for the college football playoff, guys? The four-team playoff ends, the four-team format, ends the way it began with no SEC team in the championship game. That was the last time, 2015, the last time the game was played without an SEC team in it, uh, and that's when Ohio State beat Oregon, uh, forty-two to twenty. That's uh, it's pretty amazing right now. Do we do we dare say the field has been leveled, or do we take anything away at all other than just it was an anomaly and the SEC is out? Well,
5: I, I think they they kind of, I guess you say they cannibalized themselves when Alabama beat Georgia. Because I think I still think I, I'm not. I'm going to say this: that our, I think Georgia would win the college would have won the college football playoff. I think they were the best team. I think they would have won if they'd have beat Alabama, but they couldn't beat Alabama, so they couldn't get in. And I think that's where so I, I they cannibalized themselves a little bit by losing in in this situation by having that championship game of the SEC. And so yeah, made a lot of money, but may have cost yourself a national title.
4: Well, you almost wonder as well with Michigan and and Washington there hasn't been a game that's been under a 15 point victory since Alabama 26 to 23 over Georgia in 2018 are we going to see another blowout this year which which to me seems more likely if there's a blowout that Washington just gets out and Michigan can't keep up with them but are we going to see a competitive game or is it going to be but, you know, because there's a high bar that was set by those two semifinal games.
5: I, I think it's going to be competitive. I, I think Michigan and Washington are both too good for that not to be competitive. Washington has such an explosive offense. Um, and, you know, Penix has had success against Michigan when he was in Indiana um, a few years back. We, yeah. you know, they actually beat uh, Michigan. It was like 38-21 or something like that. It was a, They beat him pretty good, uh, you know, back in 2020. Um, so, yeah, I, I think – but I think it'll be competitive – the one thing is, like, I don't think either team can can do enough to pull away because I think Michigan's got a good enough defense. They'll control the clock enough to keep Penix off the field, and that's something that you know Texas couldn't do.
4: Yeah, I, I worry for for Michigan if, if they do get down a couple touchdowns and then they can't grind the clock as much. Boy, that puts them in an interesting place because Penix was making. You, you know, sometimes it's hard to believe he's the th- the third-ranked quarterback with some of the throws he made uh, yeah. Monday
0: night.
4: Just fan-
5: fantastic.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's outstanding. I mean, and I, I did see one pundit actually say that. Okay, as you're talking about quarterbacks to take high in the draft, why are you looking past this guy? And we know the NFL, uh, they will look by, look past guys who, whatever reason, they don't deem as sexy as a pick as somebody else. Uh, And Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys, you know, Mr. Half a billion dollar contract and rings and everything else on his hand. He's put the Chiefs back on the map with uh, and he was picked seventh overall. Right. So who knows what's going to happen? Number one versus number two. First time happened since 2019 when number one Alabama fell to number two Clemson and Trevor Lawrence's freshman year. Um, And so we we now look forward to Monday nights in Houston. More on this game uh, coming up. Uh, Big matchup in the Big Ten. Meanwhile, Uh, top ten matchup. One that's been on our calendars for a while And now it comes to fruition. Purdue number one hosting ninth ranked Illinois. Um, The Illini coming in, obviously, they're the underdogs. I mean, as they should be, Purdue is outstanding. But guys, they look pretty good these past two games, even though their star player and their alpha dog, Terrence Shannon Jr., has been suspended from the team.
5: Yeah, they, I mean, they're really scoring the ball at an extremely high level and playing well as a team. Um, they, they've got other guys who've stepped up, Quincy Garrier, Marcus Damas, Justin Harmon, Coleman Hawkins, uh, and Ty Rogers. Tho- that group of guys have really, really put everything together, and they've been fantastic. Now, it's tough to do on the road at Mackey because I think it's one of the toughest places to play in college basketball, but this team's also very old. So if you're looking for a team that can do it, it, it would be this team because they also have kind of a – it's like a, a weird matchup with Purdue – Making they can stretch Edie out and make him guard out on the perimeter, which takes him away from the basket. It makes it easier for them to maybe attack the rim and also, uh, or they get spot up pick and pop threes. So it's going to be a great chess match uh, in this one. Should be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of it's going to come down to is Coleman Hawkins able to hit the deep three, and is Coleman Hawkins and or Zach Edie able to stay out of foul trouble. I really I don't want to see a game that's dictated by the fact that you know Zach Eady gets two fouls in the first thirty seconds or Coleman Hawkins has two fouls in the first minute and then we see a a disjointed game. So as long as the guys are out there, I think this is going to be a classic matchup. By the way,
0: uh, social media always has fun with all these things. Purdue's last two losses. To Northwestern this season, and of course FDU, the 16th seed in last year's uh, opening round of the NCAA tournament. Illinois' last two wins over FDU last week and over Northwestern. So there you go. It's like the Lincoln Ford thing, you know that. Uh, you know who knows all yeah. different different things. By the way, net ranking, uh, Purdue number three. No surprise there. Illinois up to seven after they routed Northwestern the other night. So this should be a, a really great ball game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: Illinois would be higher in the AP poll, except for uh, our 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 buddy Steve Greenberg uh, didn't put him in the top twenty five uh, for the Sun <laughs> Times. So uh, uh, he's been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, taking the he's taking a little of the ribbing on online, but it's been it's been pretty fun.
4: And and it's a and it's kind of a microcosm of the relationship between the University of Illinois athletic program uh, teams and the Chicago media. It's always been a real kissy-kissy-hug relationship.
0: <laughs> exactly. Purdue, by the way, Friday night going into this
4: game, 7-0 and uh, at home in Mackey
0: Arena. Of course, uh, they went out of Maui and beat uh, three consecutive top 25 teams in as many nights to win the Maui title. Uh, also beat Arizona last month on a neutral court in um, Indianapolis. So they... Have been tested Illinois, the big win over Florida Atlantic at the Jimmy V Classic last month in New York, uh, lost at Tennessee. They're two big matchups, lost at home to Marquette as well. So both these two heavyweights uh, in the Big Ten. By the way, we should point out, Purdue needs to get a win because if they don't, they would then be, be two games behind Illinois in the loss column. Uh, Purdue right now going in 2-1 and one in conference play, Illinois 2-0 and oh in conference play. Uh, speaking of Big Ten and maybe the best shooter in the Big Ten, by far, I don't care, male, female, what, Caitlin Clark. Guys, did you see the almost half-court buzzer beater that she hit to beat Michigan State in Iowa City the other night?
5: Yeah, it, it's fantastic what she's able to do. She's such a great shooter. I mean, we we, we were talking off-air about how she's kind of the female Steph Curry, you know, and the way she shoots the ball and off the dribble, um, catch and shoots, deep range, just a lot of fun to watch. She's really made you know, and, and I say this knowing that I don't take this wrong way. She has made women's basketball, kind of put women's basketball on the map a little bit. I mean, you know, we didn't talk about this uh, as much as we are the last couple of years. And I think that's a big part of it. I mean, have had some really good players that have come through college basketball, but nobody has really kind of captivated the way she does. And so it's uh, it's been, uh, been a lot of fun to watch this happen. And she's, she's, a, she's a must watch when she's on.
4: I know a lot of people will not like this, but she's been a one-woman equivalent of the U.S. women's soccer team in terms of what she does to get people to turn on the TV. But like the women's soccer team, she also performs when people tune in. I mean, it's it's you you can't help but to enjoy a game when she plays because she plays at such a such a high level.
5: That well, she can only be the women's soccer team if she loses in the Sweet Sixteen, Mike.
4: Oh wait, is it too um, soon. I was thinking earlier era
0: oh okay I got you you. Randy Chastain you know Mike's you know Michael's way back to like the beginning of women's soccer you know that's way way back Uh, no but it's uh, you're right by the way Caitlin's heroics if you haven't seen it go Google Caitlin Clark game winner Iowa Michigan State you'll see it it is worth your while unbelievable she steps back to 40 feet nothing but net at the buzzer Uh, otherwise the game would have gone to overtime by the way She scored 40 points in the game for Iowa, number 14 in women's basketball. She's uh, special to watch. Definitely enjoy her, and she'll be around not only this year, but probably next year as well. Hey, we've got more to come. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We'll uh, break down some of the uh, bowls in the Big Ten and um, what was a very good holiday season um, for Big Ten football. Also, again, still on the way, Eric Richards from the All-American Bowl talking about uh, the big uh, contest So, some of the nation's top high school players in San Antonio. That's coming up uh, high noon Saturday. You are listening to Big Sports Radio.
7: 800 613 8053. That's 800 613
5: 8053. So it was a college football bowl season, Mike. It was a, you know, it was, it was it's been a lot of fun. I mean, had some good games, had some not so good games, but it, the college football playoff was fantastic. What, what's your kind of take on the bowl season? I I, I kind of look at it and say, you know, who impressed me with their subs for next year? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who didn't ex- impress me and uh, was Ohio state. I didn't think they looked very good with their new quarterbacks. So maybe they need to make a change. That's why you see them offering new guys in the portal maybe uh, over the last week. And then, then I would say the two teams that impressed were Oregon and USC, two new members of the big 10.
4: Yeah. And, and Iowa certainly didn't, certainly didn't impress me much. Um, you know, <laughs> when, typical
5: Iowa offense
4: though. What yes. Did... W- when Kirby smart, wins 63 to three and, and says, you know, we need to change the system. You listen to him when, when Kirk Ferentz gets beat 35 to nothing or whatever it was, and he's upset about it. It's like uh, maybe, you know, have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback might be a good, good first step for you. Um, I wonder, Brad. Do, do we do we need these bowls anymore? Especially when most people anticipate the championship b- blowing out to a full sixteen-team bracket. That means you're playing four weekends. Do you need? Do you need to have a um, bowl season? Well,
5: uh, uh, okay. So it, here's here's why you do. Because who does? Where, what about Liberty? Liberty wouldn't have made the playoff, but they deserve a bowl game. Even though, And they probably shouldn't have been playing Oregon, though, because it really wasn't a fair fight. So uh, that's the kind of team that needs to play in a bowl game. And they're not going to make the playoff, but they need to be in there.
4: Well, there's so going to be li- one. There's going to be one of those non-P5 teams in there.
5: Yeah, one, but what about all those other teams? What about the team that wins their conference? In college basketball, we give a conference champion an opportunity to play for the national title. Even if they're, you know, we, we give the, we, we would say, well, you know what, you just won the the Mac, so you don't really count. Sorry. You know, I think they deserve something at the end of, you know, something at the end. Now, are there too many bowls? Yes, there are way too many bowls, especially if you're going to put, you know, 12 to 16 teams in a playoff. Need to be fewer bowls. I and the other part is you know why coaches love bowls? Because it makes them look like they're doing a good job because they got to go to a bowl and so they can keep their jobs. Um, but at the at a lot of these middling programs. But if you look at the reality is if Ohio State, Michigan, those schools, Penn State in the Big Ten, Washington, Oregon, USC, their goal is to make the playoff. You know, you, you go that's their goal. And, and their goal is not to just be Six wins and make a bowl game. So I, I think we need bowl games, though, for those other teams, for those lesser conferences.
4: Could we do Could we do something where they do a, a sixteen team nit yeah. to take See, care? See, yeah, I was going to say that would be cool,
5: wouldn't it? That would be cool. Now, the problem you have with that is the opt outs right that's the other problem with these bowl games is nobody plays in them but the kids from liberty didn't have a ton of opt outs you know kids from you know those kids it's the guys who are going to go in the first 3 rounds of the NFL draft or or whatever they're kind of like yeah i don't want to go out and risk a chance of injury so how do we fix that mike how do we get
4: more kids we 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 put that in well we either make them employees and then that becomes part of their contract to get paid for the season or you end up putting it in the NIL um you know in the NIL contract for at least key players that you you know you can make an additional you know 60,000 and we'll pay for an insurance policy if you what, if you do yeah, so
5: and with the ratings we have in college football how come these that guys aren't getting compensated for playing in bowl games yeah even if it's just you know 10 grand everybody gets 10 grand across the board something like that i i really think and i'm not saying that it would make a kid who's going to go Make six million dollars in the NFL next year to take ten thousand dollars and risk injury? Probably not. But for that guy who's going to be in the fourth or fifth round, ten grand and he doesn't know where he's going to get drafted. Yeah, I think I'll play. I'll give. I'll take the ten thousand. So I,
4: well, I think especially especially yeah. when you look at the ratings because a bowl game that is minor is still getting better ratings than you know Kentucky versus Duke style college basketball games and and that's pretty amazing when you think about some of these bowl games you know earlier in the bowl season still get pretty good ratings
5: i mean yeah, and, and people are watching because they're and it sounds terrible they're all gambling on it so they're all yeah. watching it you know they got money on that so so mike and i will become the new czars of the new college football uh playoff and bowl system and we will take care of it and fix it all um just you know, stay here on Big Sports Radio and we'll, we'll enlighten you and give you all that good info. So um, anyway, uh, we'll be back right after this uh, message from our sponsors.
2: Fans of Big Sports Radio and Sports Spectacular podcasts have a new home on the Chief Sports Network. Find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the Chief Sports app in your mobile device. Created in South Carolina, the Chief Sports Network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming. It is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 sports, J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast. And we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app.
1: Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance
7: helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828.
5: back on big sports radio and we're going to switch to another game. And we talk about this game right now. It's kind of the, the hot stove league, I guess you would say Uh, the baseball free agency. We haven't talked about baseball in a while, but um, it's interesting. There's still some big name free agents. We, we hit in the new year. We're into 2024 got big name free agents still out there. So what's the best fit for some of these guys? I I think, so let's, we'll, we'll talk about some of the big names here. First of all, um, Blake Snell, um, Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher, um, really has you know been one of the better pitchers in Major League Baseball over the past few years. He's obviously you know um, won 14 games last season, uh, 2.25 ERA. Um, really, really good player. So, what what do you what do you think's a good fit for him coming out of San Diego?
4: You know, I don't know because is he is he the guy he used to be? and I, i'm not i'm not certain if if i'm a if i'm a yankees or something like that i'm not certain that i that i put out the money for him but i do think you look at the texas rangers talking about what they want to do and and what they want to build and and you know continue winning titles i think he probably fits pretty good down down in arlington in a texas uniform
5: yeah i think that's interesting i think for me You know, obviously, he's the reigning, you know, NL Cy Young winner. But I I think the thing that that where he would fit would be a a team that really needs pitching is the uh, Angels. Uh, The Angels need to replace Shohei, obviously. And this would kind of be a step in the right direction as they kind of move there. So I I think that would be a good fit for him. He could stay in California and and help the Angels. All right, another big free agent. Let's go to the bats now. Let's talk about a big hitter. Like Cubs free agent Cody Bellinger. Now, Cody Bellinger has been one of those guys who's, um, honestly, he I thought you know a couple of years ago he just was he was bad. I mean, there, there's no other way to describe it with the uh Dodgers. I mean, hitting 165 and 210 in back to back seasons, and then all of a sudden he's now back to uh, you know, hitting for power 307, 26 home runs, 8, 881 OPS. I mean. Really had a great year for the Cubs this year. So where does Cody Bellinger fit?
4: I, I tell you what, uh, you know, maybe you look at, at the Toronto Blue Jays. He, he, you know that that was somewhere that he's been, you know, rumored with for a while anyway as a potential uh, target. That might be a place that that he could go. I, I don't know. It's always hard for me to say Toronto because. I'm a guy who looks at the cash and, and, you know, up in Canada, you just don't make quite as much money.
5: Yeah. I I think the way to go for him is to go back to the Cubs. Um, The Cubs really hasn't done any, the Cubs haven't done anything to make their roster better. It's just gotten worse in the off season. And um, you know, except for signing their manager, Craig council, they gave him $40 million over five years, but I think they can give Bellinger some really good money. I, I'm not sure you know, and, and if he goes back to being the one sixty five hitter, it's going to be a bad investment. But if he's, you know, he could also be the guy who's a former MVP hitting forty seven home runs uh, back in two thousand eighteen. So I think that that's a good fit for him, and I think he can get some really nice money from them. All right, back to the mound, Mike. Next guy, Josh Hader. Um, Josh Hader, um, left handed reliever. I mean, this is or uh, this is he's one of those guys. He can, I mean, he can bring it. He's a really good pitcher. Um, Had a 1.28 ERA last year. <laughs> Struck out 85 guys, 56 innings, 33 saves. He's been pretty consistent, obviously, with Milwaukee and then San Diego. Um, really, really good pitcher. I mean, there's no question about it. Great reliever. So where does Josh Hader, where's the best fit for him?
4: Well, if I want to close games in the long run, I would like to to close games for Otani and Yamamoto. So if the Dodgers <laughs> still have money, and I like to close games and get get the saves. I'm going to go see if LA needs any help. That's what I'm going to do. I know it's the easy path, it's the easy button, but especially with that contract that Ohtani sold, I can sign for big dollars and it's not going to sink the team from a uh, spending standpoint.
5: So I'm going to I'm going to pick two teams here because I, I think there are two teams. I think one of the worst bullpens in the major league last year was the St. Louis Cardinals. And they need bullpen help badly. I'm not sure they're even gonna go pay that. But they were supposedly were going after uh, you know the guy from the Japanese League, the bullpen guy from coming over from Japan, and then he signs, you know, with the Padres. But the other guy, the other place I think that probably is most likely is with the Rangers coming off their World Series title. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how great they their great run, but they had more blown saves than actual convergence. Uh, in in the save category. So that tells you, even though they won the World Series, they could get better, and I think haters are a great fit. They haven't spent any money in free agency. There you go. And that's the Hot Stove League for Big Sports Radio. Mike and I uh, talking some baseball this week. We'll be back right after this.
7: You're
0: listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Let's talk a little high school football. Best of the best. Eric Richards is the national recruiting director for the All-American Bowl and NBC. And that game coming up Saturday, noon Eastern on NBC. 24th year. And Eric joining us to talk about uh, this next wave. Eric, happy new year. Good to have you with us.
8: Oh, Great. Great to get through another year. And, and uh, it's good to be on.
0: Yeah. Tell us about this. I mean, it's one that, boy, college football is just is changing so much. But I think when you're going after the very best players, in the country that's never going to change um but talk about kind of this game and 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 how it's evolved over the years from what it was when you guys started 24 years ago
8: yeah i mean the first year uh the uh owners of the company at that time just said well hey mcdonald's high school uh all-american game in basketball is doing it why don't we do a football game and so they literally threw together a a hundred and something invites uh to players um and, and didn't know what was going to happen. Brought him into Dallas, and f- first class was Kevin Jones, a running back from Virginia Tech, and Marie.
9: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock residency restrictions apply take retail delivery from dealer stock by one. jeep is a registered trademark
8: he's uh famous for Ohio State uh, they they brought him in and uh, ran it in Dallas in a rainstorm and <laughs> luckily enough a army general happened to uh peek in and uh came to him the next year and said hey i think we want to get involved with this recruiting's down the football player makes the perfect candidate uh, of what we're after um not only from enlisted but from an officer candidate standpoint and while we know we're not going to get the five star to uh, sign up for the army for four years and sign his life away it's his teammate or his 50 teammates are the perfect uh, candidate that we're after they have the work ethic been to football practice uh, and, and general study. And so the army was a part of it uh, for better part of 20 years. And um, um, they moved on and, and went away and NBC took over the game uh, and, and own it and uh, partnered with Adidas. And here we are four years later. I'm glad that you bring that
0: up because this is the game that to your point
8: we've known as it was, you know,
0: it was the army game, right? I mean, it was, you know, by us army and it was, um, um, as I recall, watching over the years, the military presence and uh, pregame half halftime things like that. Um, what's the week like for these players when they come in? I mean, I know you know it's like a bowl game. It's it's not just the game. There's all these other things happening uh, behind the scenes.
8: Well, the first thing we did is we we wanted to treat it like a bowl week. So we uh, you know we researched what the college teams were going through at the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, how the week was set up um, as far as on the field and off the field. And we wanted to reciprocate that. And when we we built out the schedule and it's why we bring them in uh, on Monday before the, until the game's Saturday, there's a lot of uh, off the field stuff. There's a lot of uh, classes. And now with NIL, there's even deeper classes uh, um, and stuff. And so it was all modeled after college bowl weeks and the feedback we get uh, from athletes. And, And I must admit this game's been in San Antonio for 23 of the 24 years and the community here has supported it like like no end as you probably listeners probably know all-star games are tough to get attendance because outside of the kids that are playing in it and their families nobody's really interested in the east versus west or uh winette county versus it's not uh brookwood versus parkview or or buford versus mill creek uh situation but fast forward the city of san antonio has supported this thing and We've had as many as 40,000 in the stands and uh, as little as 25,000 and it all in between. And what we find is people, uh, 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 parents now that were kids came and now they're bringing their kids. So it's kind of a uh, a, a locally adopted uh, gem of San Antonio. So it's been real great. We've, we, look, we've often been asked, hey, you want to move this to San Diego, Los Angeles? Snoop Dogg's worked on us hard as he's part of my selection committee. Hey, move this to L.A., uh move it to miami but uh san antonio has been so good from a, a cbb standpoint and more importantly a uh a crowd standpoint and you know we the under armor games in uh orlando and i i know the runners of that and they have a hard time getting people there and if you watch that game there's less than 2500 3000 in the stands and we've been blessed with anywhere from twenty five thousand to forty thousand in the stands and players come back to us that go to alabama and go to georgia and they say hey it was no different playing in front of 80,000 as it was to playing in 40,000. So that, that, helps prepare them for that first game. Cause a lot of these uh, athletes are, are, you know, Larry asked to start as freshmen.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, it's, um, it's, it's a San Antonio's a fantastic sports market that doesn't have, um, big time football. I mean, you're at UTSA and their building and, and, and we give them credit over there, but, um, you're exactly right in terms of you have all the amenities that you need there. Um, and I'm sure the kids as well feed off that energy. You know, when when the, to your point, if you've got twenty five thousand, thirty thousand uh, in, in, you know, forty thousand in the in the stands um, and a big play is made, you've got that energy and that fuels you. It's not just playing in front of a couple thousand people in a cavernous stadium and uh, with everyone really on their
8: phones, not paying attention. Yeah. The only athletes that, it, uh, that have done it before are the Dallas Metro athletes that play in front of twenty five thousand. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. And uh, to, let's also say Texas is one heck of a sport for football, right? At any level. So you're,
8: you're exactly right. Um, yeah. You mean the community support and the um text, a lot of people ask me who has the best high school football when you're talking players, it's, you know, Georgia, Florida, California, Texas, probably fifth or sixth on the list. The community support number one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, just go visit any high school stadium that some small colleges would. I mean, I went to a division one double A school and you know, the, stadiums and high school stadiums in texas i mean are far exceed anything that we ever had um you talked about nil um what's the biggest change that that you guys have had with that approach in terms of um the things you're seeing and involving obviously the dollars that are that are being passed around but even in terms of what you feel is maybe your own responsibility to try to help educate these young men about um what this is all about and and some of the, the pitfalls of having all this money all of a sudden okay
8: how long this show Uh, um, It's uh, (laughs) Got a few minutes (laughs) It's it's gone from zero to 60 I'll try to give you a short answer Um, Listen, I was one That championed that You know, the The kids deserve Specifically, I watched the whole A.J. Green Thing unfold when he got in trouble for selling His bowl jersey and helmet on eBay Um, I I thought it was ridiculous That a college Athlete, I kind of fostered Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb from the time they were 10 years old and uh, while they were at Georgia, you know, it's forbidden for them to go do an autograph show. I I, I didn't like that rule. We had to go through – I run a camp company. We had to go through all kind of hoops to bring a kid in and coach a camp and everything, and I thought that was uh, ridiculous. Now, was the NCAA ready for what happened? I think they just turned a blind eye and said, look, y'all want the YY West? We'll give you the Wild Wild West. Unfortunately, it became the wild, wild west, and it can't be reeled in now. It's, um, you know, there were no restrictions or salary caps put in place and uh, to listen to some of these head coaches, and I'm not going to name, but they're down in your area in the SEC. Uh, you know, when this thing first evolved, they had starters on national championship caliber teams that the first year may have been making 5000 a month. They had three-star recruits coming to them and saying, hey, I want 50000 a month. And so you can imagine that locker room and, and everything. And Brock Bowers is one that comes to mind. I mean, Kirby was giving him five thousand a month once NCL kicked in. The collector from Georgia was giving him five thousand a month. And then you had players coming in and, and quarterbacks and one that just uh decommitted that was asking for a hundred thousand a month, that you know, didn't even have a starting position. you got Brock Bowers, Heisman candidate, for sure first, first five round pick. And then, you know, high school recruits coming in that hadn't started a game. So um, it's 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 out of control. I don't think they can reel it in. I think it's uh, something we're gonna have to live with. It has become it has become the minor league feeder uh, for professional football. The unfortunate thing is, Larry, is th- some of these quarterbacks, even if they got drafted in the NFL, if they weren't drafting the first round, they'll never make the kind of money that they're going to make at the college level, a hundred thousand a month. I mean, NFL minimum is four or 500,000. Tager Heineke, that has been around the league uh, for better part of eight years now. Uh, you know, he made league minimum for his first six years and stuff. And now you got quarterbacks at colleges that are, are, are making a, uh, Better part of a million, million and a half a year. I think Matt Rule said it best. If you want a good quarterback in today's market, it's going to cost you. It's cost you a million and a half to two million. Um, I'd really hate to see it drop down to the high school level. Uh, one of our own athletes in California uh, basically signed a deal with Tennessee that he had eight million coming to him. I can't fathom eight, eight. Fathom eight million in in my lifetime, probably. And so I, I think it's going to uh, you know long term, it's going to create problems of. People that obtain that wealth but don't get drafted in the NFL or don't have a Trevor Lawrence or Bryce Young contract, and then you've got four cars in the driveway and a house and everything, how how do you pay for it once the money's gone? So um, that's it in a nutshell. It's here. It's not going to go anywhere. Uh, It's probably going to get worse before it gets better. But uh, that's the society we live in, and it all went to our great friends at the NCAA didn't get out in front of it.
0: And I think that's where – I think no matter where people are on the NIL argument, I think we all have that one common denominator, right, that they did. They turned a blind eye, said, yeah, do whatever, and now they're trying to come back and put the toothpaste back in the tube, and that just doesn't happen with anything, right? Um, they, they don't they don't want that lawsuit, trust me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we have the early signing day now for the past few years. How has that changed – uh, with kids coming in, where you know you, you still have some kids who kind of wait until the you know the big day to be with you guys to make their decision, um, but how has that kind of changed recruiting and and even uh, again kids signing uh, making that announcement on game day?
8: Yeah, I think um, well let, let me that's a, a large question. The first announcement on TV was at our game was Reggie Bush stood in the tunnel pregame and uh, said, "Hey, you think uh, I could announce during the game on TV?" And I said. I don't see why not. I said, uh, we got to do something creative. Uh, who are your final three schools? You want to put on a hat? You want to put on a hoodie? What do you want to do? And He said, uh, I'll do the. I'll do a hat. This is Reggie Bush. Now, 2000, I'll back it up to like 2002, I believe 2003. And, uh, so I sent a, uh, sent an intern across river, walked to the mall. We picked up three hats uh he got them back before halftime and it was usc uh us ucla and and and, and washington or another state on the os Coast, and uh started the hat thing fast forward at that time larry only about five players out of the hundred left the game and went to their colleges now after we're finished with this game out of the hundred players about 75 will fly out to their teams 50 of these kids were already with their teams at bowl games and bowl practices and have come back to us after being a part of the team. The uh, Georgia kids, we flew them out of Miami after the orange bowl and, and brought them in. And so there was, was seven of them. So uh, that, that's evolved a lot. Um, the, as far as early signing day going before they could do all that, they have to sign with the school fast forward and, and insert uh, early signing period. And that's why, Generally speaking, about eighty to eighty-five percent are wrapped up um, on the December in in the December signing period.
0: Yeah, and I—I mean, I'm for one, I'm a proponent of in football the early signing, uh, get them on campus in January. So by the time you hit September, um, it's not all new to you, right? I mean, it's 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 such an adjustment, especially um, with the stakes um, that exist in that are unique to the game of college football. Before I let you go, I want to ask you about FBU. Um, What do you guys? How do you guys prepare?
8: Kids for the college level and, and beyond? Great question. Um, what we were seeing down here on the national stage, probably about five to six years into the game, so way back in 2010, uh, we were getting these genetic freaks, and they were 6'6", 300 pounds, maybe playing in Minneapolis or uh, in, in Boston, Massachusetts or something, and that type of athlete was dominating uh, the talent he was playing against and looked good on film and everything. Well, they'd get down here on this national stage and all of a sudden, they were matched against the Will Anderson types that, you know, are 6'5", 230 and coming off an edge and exposing them. So uh, we said, how can we fix this before they get here? Because you can't fix it in the five days they're here. And uh, so uh, me and my partner, Steve Quinn, we developed uh, uh, and started FBU, stands for Football University. And it's a. Uh, uh, it was a two-day camp at that time. We would go in uh, to high schools, uh, bring in ex-NFL coaches. And, and, and ex-college coaches and 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 technique these kids up, we would spend an equal amount of time in the classroom as we would on the field. So we would install, we'd go out and do it, then we'd come back and review it and install the next session. It was uh basically duplicated after an NFL mini camp, uh, three-day mini camp um, series. And so we're in 40 cities now uh, across the country with the camp model. Uh, we've, closed, we've condensed it down to a one-day with the growth of seven on seven, a lot of these athletes couldn't make two day camps. So we condensed it down to one day and uh on a on a Saturday we're liable to be in Atlanta and we pack up the truck like bring Brothers, Barnum & Bailey Circus, and on Sunday we're in Birmingham and and likewise across the country running two trucks simultaneously. And I, I know
0: you're loving every minute of it.
8: <laughs> uh, I'm not getting any younger, but uh, <laughs> uh, now the the, the relationships I made through football it's it's incredible. I mentioned Snoop Dogg, his son played in our game back in uh, 2015. Uh, it, it, Toby Keith's son played in our game, so I've been backstage at Toby Keith's concerts. Lorenzo Cortita that owned the UFC, uh, uh, you know, uh, with Dana White, um, kids played in our game, and actually actually circled back around and bought bought my company uh and is the current owner now three step three step sports so the the relationships i've made through football you 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 have no idea of of the kids that play from celebrities to, to just you know ceos and everything else sure sure i've got
0: 15 seconds monday night michigan or washington who you got
8: Man, it's a pre- preview of the Big Ten matchup. Yes, it? I think Michigan's defense has proven. I just saw a stat this morning. We know how good that 2021 Georgia defense was. Michigan held their opponents this year to 9.3 and beat that 10.2 total that Georgia beat in 2021. So I think defense wins out. Um, and, 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 but it, I think it'll be a game. Michigan's not going to blow anybody out. I think it'll be closer than people think.
0: Yeah, yeah. A couple of good games Monday. Hopefully another one uh, this coming Monday. Uh, Eric yeah. Richards, appreciate your time, my friend. Uh, National Recruiting Director, again, for the All-American Bowl on NBC. Saturday, noon Eastern on NBC. Uh, 24th year. Congratulations uh, on the great success. And r- we really appreciate your time to kind of give us some insight here.
8: No problem. I'd to come on
0: anytime. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Once again, Eric Richards. And again, Saturday, noon Eastern on NBC. Stay with us. More to come after this.
3: If I was your mother and you had a drug problem, I'd grab you by the ear and make you call and get help. You can be in treatment tomorrow and start to get clean in seven days. Follow mom's advice and call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. Write this number down.
7: 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380. That's 877-927-3380.
0: I want to talk a little NFL right now, um, guys? We're coming down to the final weekend. Your vote for most valuable player. Um, I think I can guess this, but go ahead. I'm not going to be a mind reader, so I want to, I want to hear what you think.
5: Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Lamar Jackson. I know that's crazy, it's wild, but I, I know I've gone on a limb. I, honestly, I I could you, you could make an argument for a couple other guys, maybe. You know, I think Dak Prescott's had a great year, um, but I, I just think that Lamar Jackson is the is the guy.
4: Yeah, I, I can't agree or disagree with that. He has had a, a masterful season. They're the best team right now in the league. Of course, that doesn't mean you're going to win the Super Bowl, but he's had a, a heck of a season and got him, his team into a place where they get a week of week or two of rest. That That's the perfect way to earn an MVP. Perhaps we should say Joe
5: Flacco should be the Half season MVP, though, right? <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> he has brought the Cleveland Browns back from the abyss. So, can, can he
4: close the deal? You know,
0: <laughs> I know wild <laughs> in a way that few have done for the Cleveland Browns since like Brian Sype. I mean, it's cool. just <laughs> exactly right. So,
4: I oh. had a dream. I, I swear I had a dream art that art. Cleveland scored against Kansas City to go to the Super Bowl against the Cowboys. So, that against the Cowboys is how I know it's probably totally wrong. But <laughs> anybody out there, I had a dream. I'm going to call this a month and a half early. So then when I miss on both teams, there'll be no reason to remember this conversation at all. Okay. <laughs> Our producer, Tony Cordero, just wrote down the, the, the timestamp.
0: So we're going to come back and follow this. Cowboys I, and Browns will never happen now because <laughs> well, of me. That's exactly. I, uh, well, listen, their droughts are almost identical. Almost. No, just kidding um uh i gotta admit lamar jackson i mean there's no question he's just he's the man um how about rookie of the year any question there in terms of who's the top rookie this year
5: well it's uh i think it's cj stroud i mean he's just had a fantastic season um um the, the one i i do you know when you, we talk of you know we often talk about you know uh surprises or guys that really had uh had moments i i would say that you know how about Devin Witherspoon out in Seattle? He had that one Monday night game as a rookie, and he looked like a, he might have been rookie there at that point. But uh, C.J. Stroud just had a fantastic season for a rookie, and the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL usually don't fare that well, And and, and as Bryce Young would attest. And so uh, this is uh, C.J. Stroud's had a fantastic year.
4: C.J. has made us look good because we both agreed that we kind of thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. And very rarely am I right, so I'd love to harp on the one or two times that it does happen. Uh, Witherspoon, I think, without some nagging injuries, might have been able to make a really good run at it, uh, but he's had a spectacular year, and you have seen that in the you know in the recruiting when Illinois goes after DBs because they can point to a guy who is a zero star who ends up the number five pick in the draft.
0: This is true. Got to ask you guys a little bit off topic here. want to get your thoughts. Um, is it me or why is it every time I look at the Dolphins head coach, I think of Mark Anthony. And I think, boy, that guy's had a great year. It was just a great career. He was a singer. He was an actor. He was married to and Jay Bo, And now he coaches the
5: Dolphins. He does. They do look alike. I'm waiting for him to break into song on the sidelines, you know. So, so. I tell you what, he, um. Yeah. They. They. I'd say Miami's had a pretty good year, though. Overall. Yeah. I mean. I. You know. I. I think it's been a good kind of bounce back. They've got a good offense. Good. Uh, good group. So. But yeah, it yeah, does look like Mark.
4: <laughs> and 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 Miami, you don't turn off because the offense is electric, and you never know if there could be a concert on the sideline. So I mean, there's reasons <laughs> to keep stay tuned. <laughs> exactly.
0: Stay tuned for your post game show with your head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mark Anthony. Uh, yeah, I well actually once uh, I played Doral years ago, and he was in the group ahead of me, and he Mark Anthony, the
4: Dolphins <laughs> coach.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, Mark
5: Anthony. Okay, gotcha.
0: <laughs> yeah, the that other guy and uh, a tiny guy. I'm mean, I'm not a very big guy. I mean, he was skinnier than I am. Like just just I was skinny back then. Not 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 the Larry today. But yeah, no. Uh, and I, here's I'm really happy as well for Tua. I mean, we don't know with you know brain injuries. Down the line, but he appears for the moment to have recovered from that. You know, a year ago we were talking about. Listen, don't come back, don't play, you're too yeah. young. Um, but he he's come back and and played very well. They're an exciting team to watch, um, and it's been a while since the Dolphins have mattered, and it's great to see them back uh, in the in the in the conversation again. Yeah, no question. I think it's been fun.
4: He put no. up some
5: points. We'll see what happens.
4: No, I don't like the Dolphins. Never liked them. Always got tired of Don. You know Don Shula is better than Tom Landry, so I've never been a Dolphin guy. Oh, okay. You're not jaded or biased at all with that. No, advantage. not at all. I'm totally objective on this.
5: I was mad when the uh, the Dolphins. Remember the Dolphins beat the Bears. In the, oh yeah. The only oh the
4: yeah. Bears. I mean that was that. I mean that should have been an undefeated season if if uh, Buddy and Dick didn't get in their little mini civil war that yeah. second half.
5: <laughs> yep.
0: Exactly. Well, they just
4: it was Marino was okay uh, though. T- today it'd be that that would be
0: like a special on ESPN. They would just move in and go today. They do a
4: thirty for thirty right there live. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Live thirty for thirty. Dicker versus Buddy. Who's right? Let's break it down. All right, <laughs> keep it here. We've got more to come.
2: KCAA is your CNBC news affiliate. We're the station
6: that gets down to business. Hi, I'm food critic Alan Borgen, and I'm excited to tell you about Ray's Shanghai Bistro, located next to Redlands DMV on Lagonia in Redlands. Ray's Shanghai Bistro offers the largest and most delicious array of traditional and original Chinese dishes available in the Empire. Some of my favorite dishes are the house-made potstickers, the crisp pork spare ribs with garlic, their unique spicy lamb with bamboo, the sweet and tangy deep-fried orange peel beef, mm -mm, and the savory basil spicy shrimp, plus lots of vegetarian dishes. Whether you dine in, pick up the food, or have them cater your next party or special occasions, you will see why Ray's spelled R-U-I apostrophe S, -S Shanghai Bistro, is truly the best Chinese restaurant in the U.N. Empire. Their website is Ray'sShanghaiBistro.net. That's Ray'sShanghaiBistro.net. R-U-I-S-ShanghaiBistro.net. Happy eating. You won't be disappointed.
1: It's that time of year again. No, not the holidays. Medicare open enrollment. And if you have questions about Medicare, you should talk to the local experts, Paul Barrage and Associates. All of his agents are certified with plans that are accepted by most of the medical groups in our area. Call 909-793-0385. Their service is free, and after 42 years in the business, their agents are trained to help you pick the plan that's right for you.
9: Do you like to safely leverage bank money to earn double-digit returns, income tax-free, with guarantees, and no downside market risk? How can you do this? This is Ference, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. One, you fund a high cash value policy one time to earn dividends and interest. Two, establish a bank line of credit using the cash in your policy as collateral. When you earn more in dividends from your policy than the interest the bank charges, you keep the difference. And the difference is averaged 2 to 5% annually in your favor for the past 40-plus years. 3. The bank funds contributions years 2 to 20 plus. Each year the bank adds funds, your rate of return increases. Your average rate of return can grow to strong double digits annually within a few years. Contact me at yourpersonalbank.com, yourpersonalbank.com or 866-268-4422. 866-268-4422 for more info or tune in to the Your Personal Bank show. Your personal bank show airs Tuesdays at 4 p.m. right here on KCAA, 1050 a.m. and
0: 106.5 f.m., the station that leaves no listeners behind. Tellos tailors and menswear in san bernardino reminds everyone this season to go out and give the gift of life please give blood it's safe and simple and will save lives so please visit your local hospitals or blood centers that's Tellos tailors and menswear specializing in men's clothing at 760 east highland avenue in san bernardino where they care about your total satisfactions with your selections service quality and price you're not just a number there you're a friend Tellos tailors and menswear is on the air because they care
3: What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law, and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414.
6: Do you love to dine out and travel? Then join me, the number one food critic, Alan Borgen, host of the Let's Sign Out TV show on PBS every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the new Let's Sign Out radio show on KCAA 1050 AM. Along with my co-host, Isabel Bussi, we will be reviewing local restaurants, interviews with culinary professionals, review new cooking products, cookbooks, plus so much more, including giving away free gift certificates. That's the new Let's Sign Out radio show right here on KCAA 1050 AM every Saturday at 4 p.m. Happy eating.
2: If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at kcaaradio.com. KCAA. C News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. The Supreme Court has agreed to weigh in whether Donald Trump can be kicked off the ballot in Colorado. The state court booted him off the ballot because of his alleged actions leading up to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. American democracy is on the line in the 2024 presidential election. That's what President Biden stressed to Americans today during a campaign stop near the famous Revolutionary War encampment at Valley Forge in Pennsylvania. Biden contrasted his re-election campaign against former President Trump's.
6: For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future. We're going to continue to build together.
2: While marking the three-year anniversary of the attack on the Capitol, Biden called Trump's actions on that day one of the worst derelictions of duty in American history. A major winter storm loaded with snow is bearing down on the east. Forecasters say the storm will dump the first major helping of snow on the region in two years. Before it barrels into the east, the storm's expected to pour drenching rain on the Gulf Coast into tonight. The third batch of unsealed documents related to the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking case have been unsealed. The billionaire killed himself in 2019 after being charged with child sex trafficking in New York. Wall Street is closing slightly higher as markets snapped a nine-week winning streak. Liz Warner reports. Stocks struggled in volatile trading after a stronger-than-expected jobs report. At the closing bell today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 25 points, the S&P 500 added 8 points, and the Nasdaq gained 13 points. I'm Liz Warner. The head of the National Rifle Association is stepping down. Wayne LaPierre announced his decision to resign just days before his civil trial in New York is set to begin. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. You're listening to the Inland Talk Express, 1050 AM and 106.5 FM, KCAA Loma Linda.
5: The content of this show are the opinions of our guests. All information is for educational purposes only.